you're listening to Caddy Wampus. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Brian. I'm Corey. And I'm Steve. We're going to talk about Haunt. <laughs> Image Comics Haunt. That everyone definitely has heard of. It's definitely a real thing. We now know for sure. We've seen physical uh, yeah, copies of the Yeah, there's not physical evidence. I'm ne- I <clears throat> now believe you. It is it's, not just fan fiction you wrote about Spawn and it Spider-Man. It may or may not be a Spawn and Venom fan fiction. This, maybe. This Spawn... This Spawn... <laughs> I'll leave. Uh, this spawned out of a uh, conversation that some of us had where uh, Brian brought up Haunt, which we had not heard of and did not believe was a real thing. All right. The year is... The year is, I think, 2011? 2009. 2009. I think it ended in 2012. You're um, correct. correct. Yep. So, apparently, I can't remember the exact story, but mm-hmm. the, the reason it came to be was actually a conversation at a panel in Comic-Con. Between uh, I believe luminaries. Mc, I believe McFarlane and Kirkman. Tom, so, believe. Tom McFarlane, the, <clears throat> one of the co-founders of Image Comics, creator of Spawn. Yeah. And, uh, and Robert, Kirkman. Robert Kirkman of The Walking Dead and Invincible fame. Uh, and they decided to work together. Originally, when I read it, I thought this was a good idea. <laughs> uh, Haunt was, I guess, set up to be a supernatural superhero with a little bit of a dark edge. Yeah. Which, in this day and age, dark and gritty is just way overdone. Even and he, in 2009, <laughs> one might say this, was, 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 this was a little it, past its prime. A little, little bit, yeah. Uh, edgy I think, is the right word, all right. I think, oh, it had edges. I think oh. this comic, uh, especially after rereading it, uh, might have worked better in the late 90s. It reminded me a lot of Wild... Uh, ironically, not a lot, of Brown, a lot of Wildstorm comics. It reminded me a lot of like Witch, Danger Girl. Witchblade. Witchblade, Blade, which is Top yeah. Cow. Uh, Tomb Raider, Top too. Top Cow. Yeah, uh, the Top Cow comics. Yeah. Um, also an image. Uh, but the basic premise is two brothers. Uh, one is a priest. One is Spawn. One is a mercenary. One is a One is a mercenary who's killed and becomes a demon. So not Spawn, apparently. <laughs> Because now he's a ghost that only so that they, fuses into the, his brother and becomes haunt. Something that I hate about that the looks like a demon Spider-Man. We, haunt we looks never, like a ghost. We never actually understand any of it. Right, it, it just ends out of nowhere. But it's like Firestorm meets Ghost Rider, but he looks like evil Spider-Man. Um, right, with a Dreamcast logo on his chest. Yeah, that is the Hunt logo. Yeah, I'm a little. Oh yeah, I'm, look at that. yeah I'm looking at it right now. Oh yeah. yeah. But when I when um, I first picked it up, I had mm-hmm. recently gotten into comics around that time. Uh, I had read The Walking Dead. I had read Invincible. Pretty much anything I saw with Kirkman's name on it, I was like, done. I'm in. <clears throat> so I, I picked up Hunt, and I recognized mm-hmm. the art from Todd McFarlane's toys. I don't. I have never really read Spawn. I don't know a lot about Todd mm-hmm. McFarlane. Um, I, you know, I saw Spawn when I was a kid. Oh, like the, the movie, the live action movie. I saw the HBO Wonder. animated series, whatever. Uh, I never really got into Spawn, uh-huh. uh, but I thought the toys always had cool designs. I thought yeah, the character totally. of Haunt at the time looked cool. Looking at it now, I'm like, eh, maybe not. <laughs> but is it, anyone else weirded out that you see his mouth? Yeah, yeah. I, that was, was that weird. weird that was weird, choice. right? <laughs> but. Uh, I liked it because at the time it seemed like it was something new, uh-huh. but looking back at it, it's really not. It's got a lot of spawn undertones. The whole like government agency that this that this mercenary brother worked for. Now that he's dead and can fuse with his brother, who who's a priest, he becomes this sort of demonic avenger. 
the bulk of it seems to be another mercenary criminal whose name escapes me, but he's like a big kingpin-esque kind of guy. They called him Herg, I Herg. believe. That, okay, Herg. Herg. And so, like, he's just trying to kill Haunt and kill the agency, maybe? So, or, I, I, I don't... I, it the, doesn't... the only reason that they are even remotely connected <clears throat> is that book. Because the, the brother that's the mercenary says yeah. that he has no idea who Herg is. He's never even seen right. him, never heard of him. Right, 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 right. They both wanted that book that has the right. research. the MacGuffin. Okay, right. this, this, okay. Um, so if, if that book wasn't into play, which mm-hmm. the research that he's working on may or may not have eventually led into creating what is Haunt. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. it felt... But it's, they, you never really get answers because, again, the... Cause the because the interested parties <laughs> bail... Even before their names are not on the book, yeah. you can tell they, they've they bailed. They fucking drop it. They don't like, even. They don't like, even try. By issue seventeen, <clears throat> I noticed a lot of names in the credits, and then issue eighteen, which is the final issue of Kirkman, there are five credited pencilers. Yeah. And at a certain point, Todd McFarlane goes from from credited as co-creator slash inker to just inker, and then he's one of two inkers. And event because yeah. the the bulk of the art is by Greg Capullo. Yeah. Longtime spawn spawn artist. Mm. And now has a lot of fame from his from his heralded Batman run with uh, Scott Snyder. Right. But his 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 sort of normal inker, uh, Jonathan, is it Glapion or Glapion? I don't know how to pronounce Something, it. But it's, his, yeah. it's Capullo's normal inker clearly takes over at a certain point. But like you could tell that Kirkman and, and, and McFarlane are like I don't Ow. know. Yeah. Like the I think the, the the turning point was was it issue two where they meet this woman who's gonna tell them what they are. And she is this young, scantily clad woman, just in in sexual stripper-like poses at all times. It's like a mix between a witch doctor and a stripper. And a stripper, <laughs> strip it doctor, it, it's strip doctor, <laughs> correct? A strip and doctor, it, if you will. <clears throat> Every woman in this book is incredibly sexualized. Yeah, exactly. And there's extra women just to be sexualized yeah. sometimes. Right. Yeah. There's like and three lead female characters and then a bunch of women just in the background everywhere. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize I've read the entire series at this point three times. I read it month to month My as God. it came out. I reread it once the run was done because the ending, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, oh, did, we'll did, get I, there. did I miss? And then, you know, I just reread it for this podcast. Yeah. But this rereading of it, I was like, man, what the fuck? Like, every time he, every time there's a woman on the page, she has to be doing something sexualized. Like, what I found even, fa- yeah. What I found fascinating is anytime Hunt went to rescue someone and they were female, there, there was a panty shot yeah. where their ass was hanging yeah. out of oh their jeans. It's like if Spider Man went to go save a woman and then her pants just fell off uh, while right. they're swinging across the this fucking book, city. This book is written for 13 year olds who don't have internet access. <laughs> right. It was released in what year? 2009. So that doesn't make sense. If it's a real... Well, no, it's a relic in the sense of during the 90s. During the 80s and 90s, no. the late 80s, early 90s, uh, Todd McFarlane was one of many artists who brought in this sort of style that became synonymous with the image creators that is very much like if you go back and read those Spider-Man issues. So people always say like, oh, we had to end the marriage, like Mary Jane, it didn't work. You want to know why it didn't work? It's because you would cut to her and it was just her and lingerie being like, but Peter, don't. That was the extent of her character for about 15 years. Well, right. The problem that, they, that comics had during the 80s like and Tom 90s, Corey, that the problem was is that They were too extreme. Well, yeah. It, it basically, it was comic books are for kids. Extreme. Comic books are for kids. But what if they were? They, they could. The problem with them is that we couldn't handle how radical they were. Right. So the pro, uh, okay. the issue was is that everything had to go to an extreme. It, so if there was violence, it had to be ultra violent. Yeah. If there was if there was sexual content, it had to be full on tits. Like and that and that was just a constant issue for a lot of 
comics during that time period. You had a lot specifically of specifically well, Top Cow, I'd say. Well, that's later, but but I think <laughs> that's in the late '90s. But what happened yeah. was you had you had a couple of, of books that really pushed the boundaries in a creative way. Of like, what you would call good taste, like like, like fa- well, well, well. Before that, though, you had things like so you had like creators famously like Frank Miller and Alan Moore, and you ended up with movies like Watchmen and The Dark Knight Returns. And part of the the success of those, the success of those books, led to a real change in the industry. Which also, as the speculation boom started to rise, which was this idea that these will be worth something because books from the '30s and '40s were due to the scarcity of them. There was a there was a kind of explosion in the industry of new dynamic artists who were able to do something that was more technically complex than what had come before these creators were then given kind of free reign and because the style of the day was also a more darker complex story it's not unlike what you're seeing with the problem of of movies today we alluded to like the grim and gritty thing which is you take you so like in film batman begins in casino royale where gritty reboots of Batman and James Bond. Those are successful. And then every other time, instead of making a good movie that happens to take it seriously, which is what Batman Begins and Senior Reality is, they just go, it's just grim and dark and gritty. This is good, right? And it's not. Well, that's like, almost exactly what happened to comics in the 90s. And Todd McFarlane, and I don't even dislike his art, is definitely one of the responsible parties. Yeah, he's very Pretty much all, all of the image founders are kind of the responsible parties. Yeah. For this, for taking what Alan Moore and Frank Miller did and goes, yeah, but what if it was? What if they fucked more? What if they bled more and fucked more and screamed more and brooded more and everything more, just more? I definitely had that vibe reading uh, the issues that I yes. read. Yes, yeah, this yeah. is twenty years after what exactly. I just said. Hot <laughs> comes this out time, yeah. two decades later. Oh, yes, that's why. It's that's away. so weird. <laughs> so by this time, we're you know we're getting back to you know comics can be fun and bright and colorful and they can yeah. have dark moments, but they can also which it, 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 you can also literally does with Invincible, right? Like, and it is it is gory. It is a little like ultra violent. It does, especially get at this dark. point, though. It's still a fun superhero comic, right? And at this point, and that's that's why I was like, mm-hmm. anything Kirkman touches, I'm gonna read. I bet it's gonna be great. Two thousand nine is an interesting because <laughs> uh, if you want to look at what what else was happening, so like DC, you had like Jeff Johns like Green Lantern run, which is a serious book, but it was a fun it, book, a fantastic. And at Marvel, comics. you have Bendis' Avengers run. Again, serious. Yeah. Not like that was a simplified book, but like again, it's fun. It's 2009 not like was... Secret Invasion was the big event that year. When did uh, Dark Reign happen? That was after. So Dark Reign was a publishing initiative after Secret Invasion. Right. Because okay. the end of Secret Invasion leads to Dark Reign. Because this is all around the time that I really got into comics. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, I read the Avengers run. I read uh, everything through like Dark Reign and like, yeah. a couple months after so, that. So it was a fun time. Like DC and Marvel were, were publishing more or less fun books. They had kind of moved beyond this. Well, after, for about all... 10 years, they had both moved on as companies. And, and this is like... <laughs> this is Todd McFarlane going, setback. no, we're going back. <laughs> Fuck that hooker. Put a pouch on him and remove her clothing. <laughs> and, I, and I don't I don't know if it was my, my age at the time when I read it that I didn't really like think about 12, any of that. 12? <laughs> I knew you during this period but of time. I don't understand. You yeah. got you guys read it. Oh, so yeah. give give me give me something you do like if you can. Give me something you do like about it. Like anything uh, with comics for me, especially going back, it's always nice to see a creator I like before I knew their work and see kind of the evolution. What I will say is as Todd McFarlane's inks kind of pull back and John Clapion's inks come in, I liked seeing Capullo's pencils turn into the finished artwork that I recognize him because I think he's a very talented artist. I wasn't reading Spawn 
when Capullo drew the book, I didn't know who he was when Batman started. Mm -hmm. I knew, I remember like seeing the solicit and they're like, and it's Greg Capullo from Spawn. I was like a Spawn artist. And then I read it and I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is is so great. It's like, it it, like took Mazzucchelli and Miller and almost parts of Jim Lee. And you can even see a little McFarlane in there. Like you could see like Capullo's influences, but it became this cohesive, new, vibrant pop, kind of pop art sensibility to, to the, to Batman and to the Justice League and, and like all the characters he drew. And I really loved it. Um, so I always like seeing an artist before, before they I hit them, the big time, like, you know, and so like seeing like early, earlier Capullo, yeah. even though it's only like two really... years before. Yeah. In fact, he may have left this to basically start based on the timeline. He probably left this to start drawing that Batman. Though. Yeah, actually. He probably did. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's interesting because by the time the book ends, he's pretty much almost there. Like he's, he's the Batman artist that I know. So mm. I, I enjoyed that as. It, was, um, it certainly wasn't Robert Kirkman's storytelling I enjoyed, despite loving Walkie Dead and Invincible. Yeah, there books. there were a few things here and there, but yeah, rereading it, I was like, where is Kirkman? Like, did, did he actually write this, or is his name just tied to it? Well, he fused with Todd McFarlane. <clears throat> but I, I've read most of his work, and it does not feel like any of it. No. Um, not, even, not even in the slightest. Nor does it really feel um, like McFarlane. I've, I don't know much about him, but just from the few things I've read and looked into about him, just from reading Haunt and wanting it's to know more. It's pretty edgy. It's pretty edgy. Um, it's on the edge of taste. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so what? anything you liked about it, Steve? I mean... Pass. Uh, <laughs> well, no. Nope. It, it was 28 issues, so it only took an afternoon. No. Honestly, I, I went into it with super low expectations, and i got to tell you, those first five issues mm. were rough. I... I I definitely remember myself multiple times while I was reading it, just stopping, and going. <sighs> he printed Can out, I do this? He printed out a bunch of headshots of you, and every time, every time he finished an issue, he picked one up and he set fire to it with a lighter and watched it burn. In a trash I, I will say that actually, the story didn't wear on me near as much as I thought it would. It's not yeah. a good story by any stretch of the imagination, but there is character development there is there is something to be said for some of the characters actually do show growth mm. and become a little bit more likable as the story goes forward i did not like daniel as a character in the in the first 18 i i enjoyed where we were going i do think but where was that like 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 I think what, we were what gonna... do you think this was cuz here's the thing yeah. after 18 issues not much really happened yeah basically one dude's face got scarred and then it became clear to me. He just me, wanted a life of stabbing. It became clear to me there <laughs> were no mean, stakes. What his wife like, I think one of the big power things she's, is. She's very impartial to a stabbing. Yeah. It's like, I will fuck you as long as you keep stabbing people. That was literally her whole arc. One, one of the big problems I had with, like, the haunt character is I'm like, I don't. And I get that he, they don't know what he can do yet either. Like, part of the story is discovering what it is. Mm. But I feel like they never really knew what the limitations of haunt were and therefore i never really felt like he was ever going to be at risk at like dying or being injured or i was like i guess haunt is just gonna be fine and then a big red devil spawn man showed up and i went it reminded me of doomsday in the sense where i was like well superman what's gonna kill superman like i don't know bigger guy like he'll just get beaten to death and i'm like i guess haunt can get beaten to death believe it or not this was actually something i actually kind of enjoyed out of the story because at this point, you know, we know that his brother, that Kurt's a ghost. We know that he is basically stuck here on Earth in limbo. We, we, 
had no explanation as to why. And then we finally get this giant redeemer or whatever the hell it yeah. was called. The redeemer. And, yeah. And it exists solely to keep a balance on Earth of, like, ghosts aren't supposed to be here. They're supposed to move on. And that was the big threat to Haunt at that point was not something could physically kill him or something could harm him. It was that something could take Kurt away but he's and bring him dead. where well right but that's the thing his spirit removes him from it the removes him from the world. equation yeah. it's not that haunt's gonna die it's that daniel loses the only thing he had to be powerful it, it basically it's the same thing as taking away the yellow sun from superman he's no longer superman if he I doesn't suppose. have that well i get that but, but they've done stories with that and it's like well he's still superman it's just he doesn't have the power that I think is... that that's part of the problem with the, the character i had which is like i'm like yeah, but who are you guys? What's your goal? And what what do you have to ri- like? I think that's, what could be lost. That's and my I biggest. Think I missed that right, and that was a huge issue because they both yeah. came in as very whole and broken people, and that's yeah. actually something I enjoyed about Daniel's art is because as time moved on, he had he instead of being a man that literally had nothing to live for, nothing to lose, yeah. he started being put into a position to where. Not only does he have power, but now he's starting to gain things he can lose. Like, he's getting, like, he's gaining friends. He's gaining a relationship. Like all priests yeah. in fiction, his faith is shaken, and right. he's hard drinking and hard living. Yes, <laughs> like every priest in every story I've ever read or watched. Right, right. You're not. He's wrong. Jesse Custer. But who who is Daniel without Kurt? I mean, if Kurt is taken away, not haunt. That's for sure, Corey. Well, now he he did still have the training. And he does show a little bit in one or two issues one that he issue can, where, yeah, that he can, he can still winch. function without him. But obviously, he doesn't have the spacesuit as they refer to it, because yeah, his, he doesn't none have of his, his squad knows that what Haunt actually is. Look, if he's nothing without the suit, he doesn't deserve it. But no, I, I, see what you I do. There. I do think that's the Mr. Stark. My, my biggest, <laughs> my biggest problem with Haunt is that it ended story of the characters very abruptly pages. and I, it did rereading it it does end exactly where i needed it to continue right <clears throat> there, it actually seemed like there was something that they it felt like there was actually something that they wanted to do next yeah and going into the uh the transition to a new creative team yeah it's, was it's there, almost was it's, there a space in in publishing at all, or there, was it like the next month? There or? was, I think, but there, not a lot. Yeah, um, I think it was lot. like a three or four month. Okay, yeah. Okay, there's. And, a but gap. they they had been setting it up. They'd been talking about it in the. Uh, it's not letter hacks. Uh, whatever it's called. In, yeah, the, the back they matter. Them, they the were letter post-mode. pages. Yeah, the letter pages. Yeah, they or, called them post Oh, that's right, because one of them's dead. But um, so yeah, on on the creative team switch, they it's almost Joe like Joe Casey and Nathan Fox, and it's almost like Kirkman who had worked together before, by the way. They are a team. I, I know I've what read something they that they did. I can't the, remember. A Marvel. It was called. Uh, they did um the Zodiac thing at Marvel. Oh, this would have yeah. been shortly before. I think it was like two thousand. I mean, obviously both are pro- prolific. Joe Casey, you know, is is a is a is a very talented writer in his own right. His Wildcats run. Speaking of like Image and Wildstorm, uh, granted at this point Wildstorm was at DC. But he did a Wildcats run that was really good. And he did the book um, Sex, which is absolutely fantastic. Yes. Sex is this book, for anyone who doesn't know, because Corey just looked at me strangely. He's like, sex? Sex? That's like, what? <laughs> Never so, had it. <laughs> I mean, I am human. Uh, <laughs> no, Sex was a book um, at Image. Uh, I'm blanking on the artist right now. But it is basically a parable of Batman. It, it's not Batman specifically. But what if a Batman-like figure uh, retired and basically came back to the city to just try and live a normal life. And he's a little bit, he's about in his forties and like, there's a Catwoman like figure, a Joker like figure. And the whole point of the book though, is there is this psychosexual component 
to like his relationship with Catwoman to some of these villains. Basically, the whole book was about interpersonal relationships and how people relate to each other romantically and how a lot of there's a lot of psychosexual dynamics baked into particularly Batman and his rogues gallery and Joe Casey's more exploring that directly on the surface with these analogs to those characters. And this is called Sex. It's just called Sex is the name of the book. Right, it just right on the nose. It's right? called Sex. Yeah. <laughs> it's no holds barred. Like, yeah. That's it's it's what a great book. Is. Like like I highly recommend it. It is This is not about is, subtlety. Is, is this no. a graphic novel? Is it a series? No, it's it's, 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 it's issues. Um it was issues. It's actually going to switch to original graphic novel format. Wait, 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 to OGN format it's, just cuz it's still trades. going. Yeah, it's still going. Yeah. We're it's on a hiatus right now, but it's, it, it is it is not over. How long is the hiatus? That, up. that actually sounds really interesting. Well, there's it, they they did 30 some odd issues and they took their they're taking about a year off to basically cuz now instead of issues they're going to basically do like a trade a year. So in the in the comic book industry there's something called an original graphic novel an OGN. So it's like a trade paperback, but it's not collecting anything. It was just done originally for that book. Right. So those are going to come out now like once every 18 months or whatever their schedule will be instead of the 10 issues a year. So what I'm hearing is sex has already gone on longer than Hunt did. Yes. At yeah. 28 And was issues. more critically acclaimed. I don't, I don't think Hunt had Nobody any, likes Hunt. Any, Everyone yeah. loves sex. <laughs> I mean. Fair well, I've been David. No, we're not. <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, uh, no. on, on the creative switch. But that's Joe Casey. That, that's the guy who took over Hunt. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't out of nowhere. They they led it up for at least three issues before they did it. Todd McFarlane was super busy. Kirkman was super busy. We don't want to stop this book, so we're going to pass it on to a team, and they're going to do even better than we've been doing. Wrong. I, I think they gave them, in, in the at the end of issue 18, I think they had given them a perfect setup to continue a story, but they, they brought back the, the, the strip doctor, <laughs> the witch doctor. <laughs> who sacrifices herself to make the apparition uh, stop chasing after Kurt. This, you know, a, this is a lot like the movie Ghost, by the way. That was a deus yeah. ex machina from hell, by the way. <laughs> so I'm going to say this right up front. Yeah. I actually think Joe Casey and Adrian Fox made the right call to completely do something Basically different. Basically Because Joe everything. Casey and, does not write like Robert Kirkman, and Nathan mm. Fox does are, looks nothing like Ray Capullo. So to try to continue this tone with those two creators would have been a, a, a one a mistake because it doesn't it didn't work in the first place but yeah. even if it had it, I, I actually thought that their effort to do something different it did feel like joe casey and Ethan fox since they did they had just come off a of marvel work it felt like they had a ghostwriter story and went this will graph on to haunt it the felt villain, like ghostwriter all of a sudden the um, villain in that arc all i could think of was that fucking character from venture bros I, which would the, I you just call it Venture Bros? Venture Brothers. I I've never watched that Venture show. Bros. Super Venture Bros. No, Venture the, Bros. The, it's Venture the, Brothers. Who's the villain with like the, the monarch? monarch? The fucking Doctor. Oh yeah, that the guy looked the yeah, 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 looks yeah. just like the fucking monarch. That's yeah. what that art. It was like. driving yeah. me. Fox, in, yeah, it drove me insane. I I do think again just the way he draws women is preferable. Well, I mean, and that's fair, yeah, because... Like, like, it didn't the... offend my sensibilities the way the first 18 issues did, so just by default, I was yeah. like, well, you're I mean, not I'll actively you offending the, me, the, so this his, helps. I will say his um, dream sequences looked great. Looked amazing. Yeah, those mm -hmm. were yeah, really those good. good. Yeah. That art was fucking incredible, I, but... Everything else, I hated it. It looked like he literally threw up on a page with color. But it's a, I, it's a loose, rough art style. Who do we? I don't remember off the top of my head who colored 
Nathan Fox or if he colored himself. But I, can't I did think the colors didn't necessarily match the the inked and lined the inked and you, pencil. You did mention earlier though. Um, you didn't know the limitations of Haunt, and that's something that I saw in or that happens in issue 27, 28. Yeah, where he like fucking loses it. Yeah, he becomes like some weird ghost spirit yeah. he like fucking transforms and like mutates into this weird creature and like i really wish we could have seen more of that yeah i don't um i didn't love it uh i didn't love the coloring i yeah. thought it was a little it, i don't know it, it definitely took the pages and made them more cluttered than i think they actually were if you just looked at the pencils and inks like i think if you just looked at the uncolored stuff you would have been like oh, i understand what like i found the storytelling some some of the pages I there are pages where you're like i don't i don't know, know even, i don't know what you're to start even trying to tell me i've read comics for 20 years and i was like i don't know where to start reading on this <laughs> yeah, page. What right is, what is this mess? yeah that was a problem i mean oh, honestly that, yeah yeah the art which never happens with capullo yeah correct there's that, just a clarity that capullo right brings i mean the biggest thing to address here it, the art was a problem it's a flawed concept yeah the, the art was a problem <laughs> But it wasn't near as big a problem as everything else. I mean, because just oh, to like set, Joe just, Casey's storytelling. Yes, just to set up this story for people listening. So if you haven't, read if you this haven't at this read point, Haunt, yeah, if you're not up on current Haunt, um, man, Golden Age Haunt. Oh, I'd read Golden Age Haunt by the way. Oh yes, that sounds. Fantastic. Oh, that sounds amazing. He probably would hold up some kind of old, like, timey, like lamp. And he'd like turn it, and then the flame would turn white, and then he'd be like, "With the power of haunt," and then he'd have like a hood, and but he'd still have a Beretta because everyone had a Beretta back then. I would read this. He would, and yeah, he would basically be dead Tom man, but with a brother. Reach out to me. I will totally write Golden Age Haunt, <laughs> so, and I'll read Silver Age Haunt. That one will be where an accident where chemicals hit them and they pour together into Haunt, and he's like a Casper. He's like a friendly ghost, you know, and he's always like, "Get get away from that trink ray." Oh, this sounds amazing oh my god this sounds so good now. i would totally read but, golden age haunt yeah, really... i have the power of ectoplasm and my two guns <laughs> <laughs> like all golden age heroes it's my favorite thing about like the shadow where it's like i have the ability to cloud men's minds i have the ability to turn into mist now i'm just but I also i have my two guns <laughs> now i'm just imagining now i'm just imagining like super friends but with haunt so they have Whoa. those like single frame animation style. He's just like ectoplasm, and it's just like this. It looks just like a glue gun coming out of his. Meanwhile, hand. at the strip doctors. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Haunt? Father, I've said. I'm sorry. I must go. There's trouble at the agency. <laughs> the director of the agency. Uh, what was her name? Um, Beth will have an eye patch in the yes. '60s, and she'll always have a cigarette, but on like a cigarette holder, yeah. and she'll be like, "Damn it, Haunt." <laughs> <laughs> You're a loose cannon, You're but loose I can't cannon. afford I to can't lose you. It. You're the best damn agent we what have. What am I going to tell Kennedy? <laughs> Haunt, the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> Quickly. Haunt, we think those reds are up to something. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll invent new Haunt villains. <laughs> Haunt fights well, a communist only, ghost. He only had, like, two villains. <laughs> Maybe. Fight the socialist ghost. What did, what did you think of... Uh, Still Harvey Tubman. All right. So anyway, let, we'll get to that in a second. Let me explain why this was so jarring. We got off on Haunt versus the Soviet Spectre. Oh, my God. I'm writing all this down. I'm cutting this out. I'm saving anyway. this for my Haunt reboot. So in the last issue, we've gotten character development on Daniel and Kurt. And they weren't close brothers at the beginning. But mm -hmm. by the end of this, they're just like, I love you. We're family. We're, yeah. you know, we're working together. We're good people. Yeah. We're and, haunt. Yeah. And we, we yeah, right. <laughs> we're agent haunt. Yeah. 
Hunt, agent of the agency. <laughs> right. And, you know, they're setting up these big stories and these big events involving the agency and things like that. Then issue 18 occurs. 19. And he, or was, yeah, it was 19, yeah. excuse me. So agent, er, issue 19 occurs, and Daniel wakes up from a bad dream to find out the agency's gone. His roommate, who worked with the agency, is gone. Everything is just fucking gone. His brother shows up and is just like, hey, fuck you because fuck you. <laughs> I, I literally could not find a reason for it, and I hated it so much. I was like, that made no I sense. Went, I went back and I reread and it. It felt like, like a what? reboot. Like it's a yes. new creative team, which yeah, but, happens all the time in other books. Yeah. Well, the problem was is it felt like a reboot, but they kept the dr- Daniel kept addressing that Danny boy. Yeah. Well, he, it, it should have been it should have been a new haunt number one. Yeah, I mean, that would have made more sense. It would have but... made, like, they, they changed a lot, but they kept most characters. But, like, at the end of 18, they, they you've keep... got the main villain, I guess. What was his fucking name? Harg? Herg. 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 We got, Herg. We've got Came Herg back. at the very Mr. end. Mr. Herg. Mr. Herg. The crime boss. The crime boss. Mr. Herg uh, came back, I believe. He's the one who he's the one he, who killed Kurt. He orchestrated Kurt's yeah. death. Well, yeah. not so, only that, they brought up brought back Kurt's like adulterous love interest came back like two issues Amanda? before that. No, no, Summer. or uh, Autumn. Autumn, okay. Oh, no. Mirage. 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 I'm talking about yeah. the one that Kurt had, like, he was cheating yeah. on Amanda with and he was going to run away with. And they yeah. were she was one of those black haired women who looked like everybody. I love Capullo, but man, right. yeah. all it was those one of, women have the She same looked like face. Domino without the makeup and, yeah, and she long was, hair. <laughs> she was generic dark haired woman number six. Yeah. They went out of their way to basically try to tear up everything that had happened prior to issue 18 to the point that the end of the issue is fine, I'm going to fuse with you to become Haunt. To stop these bad guys, but fuck you, I'm gonna do it the way I want to, and literally kills everyone in the room while also killing Daniel's girlfriend. Yeah, and like when I read that, I was like, "What in the fuck? Are, like, who is this monster? Like, this is not the brothers I've been fucking reading." Maybe he's just maybe Kurt's just like a he's devout. Just angry. He just became but, a devout Catholic. He's like Daniel, you are a priest, but that ha- you it, cannot have a but girlfriend. The, You're it, living in sin. You're living but, in but sin. I don't think that was the logic. But, no, but at the end of the well, series, in Golden Age, on it was. But yeah. at, at the right end, before he fought Hitler. At the very course, end of, of the series. At the very end of the series, they make it sound like all of this was intentional. Like, mm-hmm. there's a reason everyone's acting different. Yeah, we were reason. testing oh, you. Yeah, yeah. We, were, and, we were seeing if you were up for this. And when when it got to that, I was like, okay, that's cool. But then you fucking ended it. To be well, continued I in the pages of Spawn. I, I don't know that they ended <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Well, they, they <laughs> I don't were, know that that was Joe Casey. There, were plans, plan. there were plans for a 20. It was ended. <laughs> 29 and a 30. So you read. Did, even, you, um, did you read the Spawn issues, though? Yes. Um, what happened? I could not fucking tell you. Did Haunt and Spawn show uh, up and meet each other are, and stare no, at each other awkwardly? No, no, they are completely mid-Spawn story. They have no right even being there. How dare you besmirch the pages <laughs> no, I mean, of Spawn? No, like, I, I Do their mothers share the, the same last The first name? time I saw yeah, it. Yeah, they found out. Spawn and Haunt found out they had the same The first time I saw name. it. <laughs> Arthur! Why did you say that name? name. The first time I found out was because it was I like, like Spawn two, the two Millhouses who meet in the Lemon Trips of the Simpsons, where Spawn is like, "I'm a resurrected demon. I was a mercenary," and Hans like, "So is I." And then they just hold each other. They're like, "Finally, someone will know what it's like to be me." And they just hug. But no, he um, there was an issue of Spawn where the cover is. Half haunt, half spawn. He is, I believe, on one page of it, and I think it's only his face. The cover. <laughs> yeah, basically, and I don't even know if they say anything other than haunt. Like they refer to him as haunt. Mm. He says like one line, and then he's fucking out. 
Like, if you continue to the big savage dragon. And then, it, I, because I don't read Spawn, I have no fucking clue what the context is. So someone in a dark alley comes up to Haunt and says, help, how do I fix him? And Haunt says, you don't want this life. Or something like that. And that, that My is Haunt's literally, life? Yeah, wait, wait. That's literally it. Like, I don't... That's the line, There's folks. no fucking reason for him to even be there. So so it really wasn't continued in the page no. of Spawn. He just showed up, yeah. and then they he shows up. never... They, they draw him in on a few issues, I guess, just to have people like me who liked Haunt. Yeah, they got, come, man, they got you good. Come by that one issue and be like, well, that was cool. Oh, they got you hard. <laughs> yep, he's there. I, I just don't see why it's so good. I don't think we've asserted that. Yeah, I don't think anybody had that uh, assessment of it. I think I think I, I will, enjoy it. To defend okay. Brian, I, I totally get a new thing starts and you become really attached to it. And it gets canceled. It happens all the time in comics. Comics like it happens. It gets so unfinished. Unfinished it in a way too often. And unfinished in a way that like at least if it's a book series, one of the books ended. They don't like publish half the book. They don't go. Well, here's an hour of the movie we were gonna make. You know, and, and then just cut the credits. It happens you know, more through. with older television. But even now, like you usually get the full season, and then you don't come it. back. Yeah. Right. So you get some like finality even if it's Some a cliffhanger closure. i think uh heroes four or heroes but even then like even if that. heroes had been canceled at the end of season three yeah it's better than it's not like it's canceled in episode 13 of like season three yeah. and you're like well fuck well, yeah, the, yeah. Well, this happens in gone. comics where you're just like well we're done and i'm like okay yeah, yeah. And, and when you've when you've invested you know because 12 issues is a year uh, it, it's not even a proper cliffhanger like I just don't know. What's no, it going felt like on. they they felt like they because you said twenty nine and thirty were commissioned, they, right? They, and solicited. They, they, I, I they feel like covers. there's a, there's a they lot. They solicited twenty that, issue twenty nine issue thirty have covers. Well, they were they were they had release dates. They were coming out, and then they said, "Oh fuck!" Uh, they had to delay twenty eight mm-hmm. to I guess to put that little stamp on that said "In Spawn." Like, stick it on real quick and it, send it to comic shops. This happens a lot, too, which is, like, so, like, Chelsea Kane, who wrote um, the really good Mockingbird series from Marvel, she was commissioned to write a Vision series. It was a six-issue mini. Four issues are done, and they have canceled it. You're not even going to see them, but they exist somewhere. So, to probably to drive you insane, 29 might exist <laughs> It, I, 30 I, is probably maybe half penciled. I promise you that 29 at the very least exists. Uh, the scripts probably, the scripts almost definitely exist. It looked like it was ready to come out. Uh-huh. I mean, it was like cover art. They had the, I think. Just wasn't worth printing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But uh, apparently when Haunt first came out, uh, the first issue outsold Spider-Man that month. So uh, apparently it, it got like, I looked this up. It got about 60,000, which Spider-Man was selling at the time. But I, I do think. A lot of people hate that creative change. It like especially it's a going slap back to your face. and rereading it. Like it, it just, I didn't even want to finish it. I was like, "What? This is stupid. This is not the haunt. This isn't I, my haunt. This isn't my haunt. This isn't what I signed up for. These aren't the brothers I like. This isn't my father's haunt." I, I do think that had Kirkman and Todd McFarlane maybe stuck with it, that maybe it would have lasted a little mm-hmm. longer. Maybe I'm not saying it would have gone on to be the next fucking Walking Dead. I don't. I, I don't. I mean, the Walking Dead TV show sucks. So. Yeah. It's just popular for some inexplicable reason. I haven't read anything new from Kirkman since... Oblivion Song? I have not read it. His most recent book? Yeah, that's his most recent. Mm -hmm. I looked at it last night. I thought about starting it. Have you read it at all? I read the first... (laughs) You you roll your eyes, and I'm like, never mind. (laughs) No, it's not bad. I read the first issue and went, I don't care. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the quality. I just was like, nah, I'm not. It didn't didn't grab me. I think the last 
new thing other than Walking Dead, Invincible, Haunt, and Outcast was Thief of Thieves, but that was years ago. It's it, it, it was, I mean, Invincible's over now, but it was Walking Dead, Invincible for a long time, and now it's just Walking Dead. <laughs> I would be curious to know what he thinks about Haunt right now. Yeah. If ever we're gonna have to wait till like Todd I, I wish Todd dies. McFarlane would answer my tweet about where Haunted went. Oh yeah, this motherfucker <laughs> went after Todd McFarlane on social media and was like, "Where's my haunt?" I'm gonna I'm gonna find him at Comic Con <laughs> in, again, in my were, haunt cosplay. Give like me the, the haunt. Much like Simpsons, you were like, "Where's my haunt?" <laughs> <laughs> I want my haunt. I, I need it. Yeah, they're playing the haunt song again. <laughs> <laughs> Love that song. Reminds me a haunt. <laughs> <laughs> I like all the creators involved, mm-hmm. like like both creative teams. I mean, even Todd McFarlane. Like I, I just recently reread the Spider Man stuff he did, and I thought it was really interesting. You know, and I don't hate. I, you know, I, I read a little bit of Spawn when I was younger. I have no axe to grind against any of these people, but man, this was a disaster. I the, the reason the reason this ended the way it did. I'm shocked it got a second creative team at all. I'm shocked really, it didn't just go away. Yeah, no, I I, I really think it happened like around it was, the same time as the whole Image United thing that kind of fell apart. Oh, Brian, and tell everybody about Image United. <laughs> I honestly don't remember anything about it other than it was a but the miserable premise, failure. The premise of Image United was is like the entire Image universe. The, the, the founders together. of Image, minus Jim Lee, each one of them had their own separate studio. So like Top Cow was Mark. Sylvester's Wildstorm was Jim Lee's. Todd McFarlane's was subtly called Todd McFarlane Productions. Rob Liefeld's was Extreme Studios. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. And so, like, Image United was, like, a crossover event with all the successful Image books. And the idea was that instead of, like, getting Todd McFarlane to draw, like, an issue or a page, was that Todd McFarlane was going to draw his character on the page. And Eric Larson was going to draw his character on the same page. I remember that now. Now, for anyone who knows anything about comic book production, that doesn't this fucking is, work. <laughs> this is making so much more work than if Todd McFarlane just drew one page. Because the page, if you're drawing physically, has to then be shipped to the next artist unfinished. So in the time it could take, maybe Todd McFarlane takes, what, two days? Let's say two days to draw a page. You're now FedExing this page to five creators to get one panel done it was a nightmare i don't did it ever actually finish that's what i was about to ask you i don't, you're asking me i don't know that it did i don't know I you're don't, the image I, fanboy i here. swear it didn't i don't i, I remember i got it you are the one. image guy like I, by I, default yeah, yeah, i guess but i i think i only read two issues of it and yeah i, I don't think it made every it further than five. when i so, when so, i used to go to comic shops every single week uh, I ch- I looked for it. I was like, hey, so any word on that? And they were always like, yeah, it's not happening. Don't do bother. Like, it's not worth it. It doesn't even exist. The Wikipedia has a has a page. But that was 2009, right? Um, yeah, it was a 2009 planned six issue comic. That and, implies not all six issues. And came out. I don't I don't know what. It looks like only three came out. According uh, the last it says is that Eric Larson in March of 2011 commented <laughs> that issue four was about 60 percent done. And that he was laying out issue five. Um, but uh, it included such luminary characters as Youngblood, Shadowhawk, Spawn, Savage Dragon, Invincible, Witchblade, Cyberforce, and Fortress. It was written by Robert Kirkman, and the artists that were involved were pretty much everybody but Jim Lee. Because Jim Lee sold Wildstorm to DC, but and now Jim Lee's the chief creative officer of DC. But yeah, Image United, man, you should have sold us on Image United. No. And then pitched us what four, five, and six would have been. <laughs> nope. Who read Youngblood? Steve, did you read Youngblood? I don't believe so. No. I don't know who that is. Did you ever get a Youngblood toy with issue one of Youngblood in it? What? 
his young blood. Rob Liefeld's comic. <laughs> so they all had like a creative. Oh, comic. okay, I know exactly. So like what Jim Lee's was now. was was Wildcats. Tommy Franz was Spawn, and uh, Rob Liefeld's was uh, the Young Blood team, and Eric Larson's was Savage Dragon. Is is Savage Dragon anything? Like, is it worth reading at all? I've I've seen. Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, of all of the seven image creators, Eric Larson, because none of them were writers originally; they were all artists. I would say Eric Larson had the shortest learning curve of starting to write. Jim Lee was pretty smart and went, I should hire a writer. <laughs> Jim Lee was like, Alan Moore, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Cool. Want to create an entire comic book line? So you didn't love Haunt. I will not remember anything. Excuse me. I read, I finished this last night. I'm already forgetting huge chunks of it. I will yeah. not remember it next week. I'm and realizing that today. Like, I'm like trying to remember names and I'm like, if, I feel bad shitting on it because I literally like every creator involved. This is awful. Yeah, <laughs> this is I, so bad. This, this just wasn't there. This just didn't like, work. It just doesn't this work. This was a huge misfire. It's like, just like, I don't get it, man. I think there was good ideas. I, I think they could, some, you, somehow or another it could have people been still turned. say that about communism. Those were there were some good there were some good ideas there. I mean, some people here <laughs> yeah. might say that communism might work out better than capitalism. Yeah, exactly. But you'll have to read my Silver Age Hunt comic <laughs> <laughs> to find out more about that. It's going to be real Ayn Randian. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. It's kind of going to be like Ayn Rand versus Stalin and Hans in the middle. Oh my God, topic call me yeah, oh, this is gold please. i'm giving you i'm gonna go tweet him again <laughs> tweet him right now What's we're tweeting him a link to this episode we're the only people talking about Han. yeah, yeah I, on the podcast, we are giving it the or most otherwise. exposure it's ever had outside of i i could barely story. find any information on haunt period like the wikipedia is... sounds like somebody's got to pick up that torch brian come i up, found come my up. new life calling i'm a wikipedia editor this is so embarrassing. I was on Wikipedia and I was looking up something about Law and Order, and I saw something that I saw to be factually inaccurate. I was like, I know for a fact that is not true in Law and Order, and I went, No, don't edit the Law and Order Wikipedia. <laughs> don't become that guy. <laughs> don't because you know I'll get into a fight with someone who cares way more about Law and Order, and then I'm like, This is like when I tried to edit the the Wikipedia about volcanology, and I tried to add in an in, I added an in media section and talked about the movie Volcano and Dante speaking. I was a little tongue-in-cheek. He edited my entire... I assume it was a man. Because really, it's got to be, right? Right. He didn't fix it. He deleted my in-media section completely out of spite. <laughs> so right. anyway, write the Haunt Wiki, man. So, on and that the note, fanfic. Yeah. I'm gonna, Gold, I'm gonna, Golden Age Haunt. I'm right go, here, buddy. I'm going to go start reading some uh, Haunt fan fiction. Oh, the Haunt of 1812. Oh, we can go further back. I was thinking, oh, I was thinking about like Jack the cyber, Ripper. Haunt versus Jack the Ripper. I was going to do like Cyberpunk Haunt. I was thinking, you know, Cyberpunk 2077, yeah. but with Haunt. The Haunt Pimpernel of the 1700s. Prehistoric haunt. It's haunt riding a fucking mastodon into battle <laughs> with a with a club glowing of ectoplasm. So it's like Captain Caveman. Oh my god, the Legion of Superheroes! But instead of the world inspired by Superman and Faster Now, they're inspired by Haunt. So everybody's <laughs> shitty. <laughs> Everything about the everybody world sucks is and their shitty. powers are ill defined. 
Everybody has powers that are ill-defined. Nobody can remember each other's names. Oh, the Haunt Knight returns. Haunt's old and grizzled, but more so than he is currently. More dark, more gritty. Yeah, he's even grittier. Now Now, when people come into his confession booth, he shoots them in the face. <laughs> With sand. <laughs> oh. But he does pick up a plucky young sidekick. Yeah, some kid. Some kid on rollerblades who's like, hey, Haunt, I'm your biggest you fan. You want to play some Xbox? My parents. <laughs> I, can't, I still can't believe that was in the comic. Hey, Haunt. one hey, panel Haunt. of him playing Fucking Xbox. Right. I just—I guess I'll live with my mom forever. I wanted to play Xbox with you so badly. I'm kind of glad I skipped over everything. But Don't admit that, Corey. We all read all of it. Definitely. Read all. I sure. One of us did. certainly didn't read four key issues right before we recorded. I sure as fuck did. <laughs> Fuck it. Corey, this is not how lying works. <laughs> Corey, so you're doing anyway. the opposite of lying. <laughs> oh. All right, everybody, go read Haunt. Don't read Haunt. <laughs> go read Go read Sex by Joe Casey. Go read Go read uh, Invincible by Robert Kirkman. Do not read Haunt. Well, actually, Haunt might make very good reading um, if you're trying to pass time like in the restroom. You could just stare Maybe? at a wall for the yeah. time it takes you to read Haunt. You'd probably be better off. At that That's point, fair. I'd rather just read the ingredients list on my shampoo bottle. So read Haunt. <sighs> Or, no, or don't. Corey. <laughs> this was I, a, I need more this whole podcast was a, this whole podcast was, was an a indictment <laughs> against Hunt. I don't like Maybe I, read it, maybe don't. I don't like getting on a podcast and just telling everybody that something is just awful unequivocally, but don't don't read Hunt. Okay, since Or do, we're not your mom. This was, like, this was negative. Let's go around the room. What what is something somebody's liking right now? What, what Don't are you say in? Haunt. Uh, so recently I read Haunt. God damn it, this is over. Uh, uh, recently Haunt, I read this great Haunt series two about is coming a Spider-Man-like out. character. Uh, but anyway, uh, something I've been enjoying lately. Uh, the new Spider-Man game. I know we've PS4. all been playing it. Oh, it's so great. Gotten about halfway through, and so oh. far it is probably the best Spider-Man game I've played. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Leaps and bounds. It is the best one. I have, I have a few complaints, but it's more of just I, I really don't love single-player games to begin with. Mm-hmm. In the past few years, I mostly play multiplayer. But, no, it's it's been amazing. The, yeah. the story's way better than I ever thought it would be. No, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. I've been watching Death Note. The anime or the Netflix movie? The Do not anime. watch that movie. The anime <laughs> no, from no. 2006, I think. If you have to pick between Haunt and Death Note, read Haunt. <laughs> I would, I would say... Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> No, I would say uh, if you like the anime, read the manga. It, the manga it, it has everybody the manga says that. I read the manga. I, haven't, I, I finally watched the anime recently, but I read the manga. I, liked, I, I read the manga a long time ago. I really liked it. Yeah, I've heard that about uh, Berserk, too. Just like uh, here in America, where we turn almost every fucking book into a movie. Uh, every, yeah. if, if it was a manga first, it's probably better. So I heard. In most in most of the time. There are a few things. Seeing it in motion kind of works out better. How far are you into the anime, Corey? Uh, I think I'm about halfway through. Yeah. It's interesting. I'll let you know when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Goodbye. The, <laughs> so, so what? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know, I, I've heard really good things about it, and that's the only reason I really checked it out. It was never on my list. Mm-hmm. I just had a multitude of people say, oh, well, this is one of the ones you have to watch. It definitely it definitely seems like it's in the last... Yeah, it definitely seems like it's up there now. Yeah, it definitely falls into the category of like, okay, give me a list of animes to watch. Cowboy Bebop, Death Note. What, what else is on that list? I'm just curious. Was that a topic Bleach, for the Naruto. <laughs> Get out of here. I, I know it's your house. But one get piece. The fuck out. <laughs> yeah, apparently, fuck One Piece up. is amazing. I just can't. I cannot justify 700, 800 episodes, whatever the fuck it is in. Yeah, like, I, I know, cannot do never. that. Never. Ever. 
Steve. But no, I've been playing Destiny 2 Forsaken, and oh, it yeah, has yeah. been absolutely astounding. It is crazy how much of a 180 that game has managed yes. to make. So you're not playing Battle for Azeroth anymore? Oh, no. Corey. <laughs> no, you see, they finally released Destiny 2 a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> You're not wrong. For real, they it's, like changed the game. You're like, it, what if this were Destiny 2? And everyone was like, what yeah, if, that. But what if, what <laughs> if Battle for Azeroth would have changed WoW? But World of Warcraft has just had its Cataclysm 2 expansion drop. I, I mean, Battle for Azeroth. I mean, come I on. Have not, no, not, I would actually call this Warlords of Draenor Part I, I have not Whoa, cared. sick bird, I assume. <laughs> oh, Ooh, got him. Yeah, right now we're in Draenor. Whoa, where's my soundboard? I am falling asleep. some sizzle on that sick bird. I am falling asleep already. Worlds of Draenor was I've, boring. I've, I've been out since Wrath of Lich King. That, that, you left that, at the best time. Yeah, I know. I've been out since I watched <laughs> that movie aware. they made. That's, wh- that's why I mean, I'm Le- out. Legion, Legion was good. Legion was fantastic. I, I, you know, That was probably one of my favorite expansions for it, but Battle for Azeroth's not... Not in a good place right now, but no, Destiny 2, I you know, I know David, you played on PS4, and I know I Corey has recently started it. I know Brian couldn't give two shits less. You really should. It's actually pretty good. Nope. Yeah, he, he I've tried on multiple occasions to get him into I, it. I would say, Brian, if Destiny 2, if there's an addition with the expansions of Foods Forsaken that drops to like 30 bucks, it's definitely worth it. But beyond that, it's, it'll never happen. Never <laughs> happen. I tried. It'll never happen. It's just the gameplay. He, Steve got me uh, the full, complete Destiny 1 mm-hmm. package. I still, after we, we played through the whole fucking campaign, we I like the PvP. So how many hours did you put into that? A lot. Yeah, I think we probably put 30 or so hours into it. it had That's respectful. Together, but I I just don't care for it. Yeah, he just I couldn't just get into not, it. It's, it's uh, the not only, The only looter shooter style that I really enjoy is Borderlands. Uh, I can't constantly grind games like that. So it just gets old to me. When I was playing Destiny 2, my first <laughs> playthrough, I never played the first one because I don't own a PlayStation. Um... I was playing Destiny 2, the single player, and I actually couldn't help but feel like I was playing a shinier, more Halo-like Borderlands 2. In fact, yeah. I made this yeah. comment out loud that's, many times. I was like, oh, it's... this is just like Halo. Oh, this is just like Borderlands. It's, oh, it's... it's Halo meets Borderlands. It's Halo and Borderlands, but it doesn't have the charm of either of them. Yeah. In, in my opinion. I, th- but th- but that, that's just how I feel about it. I know people fucking love that game, but I I can't. It, it, well, I mean, it's, it's a super polarizing game because... I, I won't lie, Bungie and Activision have made some stupid, questionable choices on how they've handled things. Oh, like, like releasing Glimmer? the second game is gutted <coughs> piece of shit. Right, yeah. They Releasing Destiny 2. <laughs> yeah, Mostly releasing... Mostly was their a, most questionable... De- it's really one questionable decision, <laughs> releasing Destiny 2. Right, yeah, regarded <laughs> by all. most people as a bad move. Um, <laughs> it was their fatal error <laughs> in retrospect. I mean, that's st- like if you if you ever get an Overwatch two, I think people will fucking riot. People and that's I mean that's kind of the prevailing it. thought with Destiny two right now is oh so you can make this game better just through expansions. Yeah. So which is how the first pu- one worked. Yeah. Well, so no, I mean it was that. always planned to be multiple games, but at this point, most people are on the same page of saying we don't want multiple games. We just want this to be a persistent universe that you expand on. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, like every other ma- fucking game like it. You remember but when ima- you said you wanted to make an MMO? Imagine wow, but every time a new expansion drops and you buy it, mm-hmm. you lose all your characters. And nothing's there. You lose yeah. all your gear. You lose all your gold. You keep, you, kind of the, you keep, you keep of the cosmetic of your character, but Destiny 2... And you, and you can't go back and do any of the old content, Des- right? No. Right. And no. Destiny 2 creates a story thing that requires you to lose your stuff instead of you just losing it. Mm. I, mean, I 
did port my character over. But that's just because... At the very least, at least there was a If I had lost a stiff, I'd have been like, whatever. At least in Destiny 2, they went out of their way to try to create a decent narrative reason why you had to start over. Yeah, but that's like that but God honestly, of War 3 shit where it's you, like, you're not a god anymore. A you know, game where you fuck? didn't have What to happened read? to you? I fell in the river sticks. My shit got wet. <laughs> at, at, least, <laughs> at least Destiny 2, you didn't have to go on their fucking website and read cards to get the story. Yes. That, I will say, the story in 2 seemed more interesting. Yes, but, and I mean, the story in 2 yeah. was more... More interesting, yeah. Well, because there was a none. story. <laughs> so do you think there'll be a Destiny 3 in 2020? Uh, there absolutely will. There will be and a Destiny... I don't. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. Do you remember the um, the Call of Duty series? Do I remember never, the Call? Never, of, I've, I've never heard of it. No. Tell me more of this Call of Duty. Okay, so I, I actually really like those games for the first I don't know four of them. Every fucking year, a new game comes out, and you lose all your progress. You lose all your weapons. You lose yeah, all your progress arms. is relative in those games. Yeah, <laughs> not for nothing, but that's not really. Yeah, yeah I mean, but my, my my five times prestiged you know, main with all these prestigious skins. I lose it all when I get to the next game, so I stop buying them. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's completely reasonable, mostly because Call of Duty's been more or less shit for several that's years. That's the second reason. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Black Ops 2 was probably the last good one. Some might say Modern I Warfare say... 1 was the last good one, <laughs> yeah. and that person would be David. <laughs> I don't even I, hate on, the others. last good one to me was Black Ops 1, just the yeah. first Black Ops. Which I, I didn't I hate liked, either. I liked the Black Ops games, but... I haven't hated any of them until <laughs> Black Ops 3. Or Black Ops 3 I got for like 10 bucks when I first got my PS4. I was like, ah, I'll fucking do this. And I was like, I hate this. <laughs> Literally, I, I was like, I hate this story. Used, I'm done. I used to have a tradition. Well, good news. The fourth one doesn't have a story. That's probably for does the it, best given the third not? one. No, I didn't. There I didn't, is no campaign. I haven't paid any attention. I used they to... replaced campaign with PUBG. Yeah. Yeah, but here's <laughs> the thing. Those stories have not been good. So I don't get what everybody's good. bitching about. I'm like, I'm sorry. What are you missing exactly? I, That'd be like if Fast and the Furious 9, they're like, good news, guys. It's an hour and there's no more talking. I'd be like, fucking great and i you don't even need to make the ticket cheaper you mean to tell me i get everything i got out of the eighth one but i get out in quicker amount of time i don't have to listen to vin diesel talk fucking sign me up about a ticket sign being cheaper me up. how about the ticket costs the same that's what i'm saying halfway you don't even, through the no, movie you have to you, pay another five dollars no, i said you don't even have to make the ticket cheaper if you tell me you're saving me time you don't need to save me money i can get more money i cannot get more time and granted i'm sure you're gonna say well don't watch fast and furious david but Corey, that's not how it works i gotta watch them <laughs> don't watch fast and furious david i gotta i'm gonna, I gotta I'm gonna, get my fix i gotta get my vin diesel fix i haven't seen a fast and the furious since like Tokyo Drift. You want to start? That's the third no. one. Oh, man, the I fifth really one. You got to watch the fifth I, one. I got them all right there. We can do this. <laughs> fifth one is pretty good. All right, so you're recommending Destiny 2 <laughs> Forsaken. I'm um, recommending Destiny 2 Forsaken if you can stomach having to, you know, pay for all the other content. Well, well right now, no, 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 right now, no, it's just yeah. 60 bucks to buy Destiny. If you don't own Destiny at all, it's 60 bucks to yeah, buy no, Destiny. 60 bucks right. for the game, 40 bucks for Forsaken. No, you're no, paying no, $100 no, no. out of the gate to play the game. It is 60 bucks Yeah, they put out. Yeah, they put out a complete edition. What? The, right yeah, now, everything well, up to this point. Right now, no. So right now, um, I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. I either. only play on PC. You just, Look, you just throw your wallet at him and you say, "Just fuck it, take." My Literally money. throw What's your wallet. Funny at the top. I just put, you know me. That's I put exactly that credit card in, baby. And I'm like, spend, <laughs> no. spend, spend. It is my destiny to play this game while I'm in debt. No, you brought up throwing your wallet at the TV during Destiny 1 when they first added a pay shop where you could pay for emotes. I remember that. He literally said, these um, emotes are so great, you're just going to throw money at your screen. And everybody everybody said the same thing. Fucking no. 
But somebody, uh, not somebody, a lot of fucking people are going to buy them. Just like oh, there's, yeah. there's some, I can't remember what I, car a, game it is. But don't is. you, with Overwatch, don't you buy the loot boxes have, when the events I, come I out? I have. I have. I have. No. Yeah. I have well, I, I, no, but I was looking at it. I knew Brian did. We've I established like, a, like a good lawyer, I don't ask a question I don't know the answer to. To, to, to justify <laughs> it in my own mind, it's because I invested hundreds of hours a month. In it, so I was like twenty bucks for hundreds of hours of entertainment. That's fine. Yes, those skins provide still, you endless but entertainment. But it's still just skins, so I know I'm. It's, I'm not. Better. I spent forty <laughs> bucks on gray converse. So the skins. I already own black converse. The skins that only affect. What are you gonna you make fun of me? Wait, make fun of me for that? Then no. shut up about my skins on Overwatch, bitch. <laughs> Same theory. It's not a better converse. <laughs> It's completely cosmetic, as one might say. Like all clothing is, which you buy. Has your Central City Flash? Is that like a fifth Flash t-shirt I've seen you in? Yeah, it's all like cosmetic. That. This world or the next. First of all, don't I you... can't take any of it with me. Stop I want making... Widowmaker to look different. Stop so leave sense. me alone. I will DLC shame you to the grave. <laughs> it's not DLC. I, he's literally just buying loot. By, he's gambling. He's gambling. I didn't say I don't do the, the same damn thing. Is... Oh, how many loot boxes have you bought in Overwatch? In Overwatch, none. Well, I, actually, I've spent more in Warframe than I have in Warframe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Corey. Oh, yeah. oh, that might have fallen. I was about to say, I know you spent some shit, and some platinum. Yeah, so when you go to your uh, Steam account, you can see how much you spent on every game. Oh, please, tell me how much you've spent on I will Warframe. not disclose the number, but I will say my jaw drops. If we guess a range, will you say if we're right or wrong? No, I will not tell you. If we guess a limit. <laughs> the number is in shame, so, David. All right. If how we many... guess, so if I say over $100, you tell me if I'm right or wrong. I'm not going to tell you anything. Corey... It was more than a hundred dollars, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh! oh hoist on your open tide! My bridge is not strong. <laughs> I think of all the money I spent on that game, uh, about eighty percent of it, ninety percent of it went towards like a clan mm-hmm. or clan functions, um, accelerating things, you know, for building up your dojo. I mean, your the dojo is pretty nice. <laughs> uh, that wasn't. Even, <laughs> I'm not even talking about my dojo. I'm talking about my old clan. Oh. Well, that's not great. The, the, the dojo that I've built is much smaller and cheaper looking. There is for no a pride in this dojo. <laughs> because at some point I said, I'm, mis- I'm sick of spending money. I'm there going is to do no this mercy the hard way. in this dojo. See, uh, Steve and Ryan, did you guys buy the DLC for Spider Man? No. Not yet. There's already DLC. This game just came out. Uh, no, it's just have scheduled. You, have you played games in the past 10 years? I can still get mad about it, Brian. Usually, if I hype myself up, I hate something. Yeah. I just I, I But you're real good at hyping <clears throat> other people up that yeah. end up hating things. Yeah. Bioshock two. Warhammer online. Hey. Aeon. Hey. Guild Wars <laughs> two is yours. I gotta tell you, there's nothing worse though. That's bad. There's nothing worse though than hyping something up and then all your friends love it and you hate it. Yeah. So <laughs> That's you were ha- the one. You were the one who was like, Yeah, guys, yeah, and then you were like what is this? And everyone's like, isn't it the best, David? And I'm like, I want to die. <laughs> David, you, the arbiter of this. And that's what happened to me. You're why we're all here. And I'm like, oh, shoot me in the face. Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah. I got everybody on it. And before I knew it, I hated the game. But yeah. everybody I knew was playing it. And I was like, well, if I want to play with my friends, I'm going to play this game. Yeah. Which I hate. Which game? Overwatch. I huh? love that game, and I will always love that game. I love it too. But I, I am, really I am, I burn myself out. I am a salty, tilted bitch, so I just don't do competitive. <laughs> I can't take the competitive scene seriously anymore. It's, it's worse than League of Legends. Nothing is worse than League of Legends. Trust Nothing me, is more toxic than League. I got to silver in League of Legends. <laughs> Trust me. 
Overwatch's platinum tier is more toxic. It is five times worse, if not ten times worse. It is insane. It's pretty bad. You just got to meet the right people. The looking for group function helps a lot. Looking for group is a feature that they've actually had in another stable game of theirs for years, World of Warcraft. Yeah. And the great thing about the looking for group in World of Warcraft is if you get matched to somebody in your team that says, oh, I'm going to be the dedicated healer. I'm going to heal the party as we do this. You know, this instance is going to take 30 minutes. Everybody has to do their job. They have to do it well. If you don't like how well they're doing or if they're giving you attitude, you kick, kick them. them. <laughs> you kick them. You have a vote kick. You can, you can do it's that. It's really hard to do that in an Overwatch game because <laughs> in a dungeon, there's times where you can just stop. And everybody can just chill for a minute. Yep. And then you can vote kick. That, that is and true. Overwatch, you're in the middle of the match. You're like, this Lucio sucks. Kick him. Oh, fuck. What do we do now? <laughs> there goes most of our healing because Zenyatta is getting killed at the spawn. Now that he's gone, we're fucked. I played on the PlayStation. I have a great time. <laughs> have you ever thought that maybe some, maybe, maybe you would enjoy it in a more casual setting? But I'm not a casual. No, I'm not casual. talking to you. You like it. No, Brian, no, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to Corey. Yeah. Brian, you like you you enjoy what you do. Yeah. You don't need you to change it. You enjoy Overwatch, I don't but need you, you think to change you'd enjoy it more on mobile? Yeah. But like well, it's also like 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 especially on PlayStation, like it's a lot more like kids, but you know, it is a colorful uh, video game and perhaps it is for children. Sometimes I feel like we lose sight of that these things are for children. And that, perhaps you know, my film with laser swords I, and spaceships was made for twelve year olds. Perhaps boys. space wizards, you know, might not be for adults. Um, but it's like, it's like a Disneyland when I like I've literally been to Disneyland with some friends who are big Disney people and these are adults and they are upset at the children quote unquote in their way and I'm like this is not for you this is for those children you are upset with that man you are encroaching as, upon their territory that man dressed as Thor they are lined up to see is for their benefit I understand you would like the picture and to sign your hat because all the cast members sign your hat you weird adult man but like they're literally upset at the child <laughs> taking a picture of Thor I'm like no no this is for them we're here to live vicariously through them yeah. and perhaps that maybe if, if you're ever angry at something, maybe you should step back and go, oh, maybe I'll just have fun. You're making an assumption with that, though. The assumption is that I don't like the game... Well, you're like, I can't take it seriously. I'm like, well, maybe you should not be taking it maybe seriously. Maybe they should have a little assumption based on the words you say. You know, maybe I shouldn't take football seriously because it's something that kids play in high school. Oh, wait, there's this thing called the NFL, which is a multi-billion dollar industry. I don't think you should be taking that seriously I, either. Yeah, as, I don't think as you That should. is a competitive I, game I, I don't. built on the pastime of entertaining people. <laughs> I don't, but... Overwatch. It doesn't has. actually decide anything real in the world. <laughs> Who wants him to die? <laughs> yeah, they don't <laughs> kill would, the losers. <laughs> that would make it much more interesting. And honestly, I could see people getting it's salty. Not, it's not the it's not the challenge between Spock and Kirk after Pon Thar, man. Like it's not to the death. Oh, this wasn't a good place to go. <laughs> <laughs> Does that music play in your head every time you play? <laughs> Be honest. Which music? Oh, the, the music from Star Trek where it's Pon Thar. No. <laughs> no. Doesn't for me either. Don't ask me any questions about it. <laughs> so anyway, I recommend... <laughs> I'm just going to end this. I'm just going to cut this off. So over. anyway, Steve, reading Steve recommended something that led to this. There I you said go. Destiny 2 Forsaken, and then somehow that was like an hour ago. we ended here. And, and last or last podcast, I recommended Castle Rock. I changed my mind. Don't do it. We'll see if this comes out before that podcast or after. We're going chronologically. We might not be. <laughs> you can see I've the stated air quotes. to everyone a couple times now. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So I've been reading a lot of Spider-Man in prep for the game. I started the, a Spider-Man read through from like 
like the beginning and uh i'm caught up to like about the year 2000 i wanted to recommend kind of like what's been the highlight out of this this massive read and uh it would be the storyline called craven's last hunt very good story by uh jm dematius or dematius actually don't know how you pronounce it and then uh mike zek um it ran through the three spider-man books at the time web of spider-man amazing spider-man spectacular spider-man and it is essentially about Craven preparing to die. And the last thing he will do is kill Spider-Man and become him. And it's collected. You know, you can get it just like as its own trade paperback. Or if you have Marvel Unlimited, you can look at the issues and read it. But I thought it was absolutely fantastic and like hands on the best Spider-Man story. And how this has not become like the basis for the seven or however many spider movies have been made yet like i don't understand how they've skipped this it seems like it seems like it would be like his dark fiend like the thing you should be doing is this story i don't think it would yeah. sell toys as well though <laughs> i think it would make a fantastic basis for a sequel to insomniac's spider-man it game, would though. it would be i would love to see tom holland in this like i guess i think if you recontextualize it as a kid i mean it would be even scarier yeah, yeah. more creepy because it's got a real horror like gothic horror vibe i thought it was absolutely fantastic unless Corey, you'd like to tell me why that is wrong as well. and I, also I read you, Corey. and also read haunt. Corey, i love you don't look at me that way please don't brian <laughs> also read haunt shut don't the- read haunt i'm gonna say it enough you go to hell brainwash Corey, attack him with your skill and intellect he's just read haunt if you want to damn it Corey. <laughs> You've been listening to Caddy Wampus. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Caddy Wampus Pod. Email us at caddywampuspodcast at gmail.com. Music by Tilly.